music anymore who cares hello welcome to crumble cakes i'm jim jam i'm ram barnaclo and this is rumble lamps and <laughs> just abandon that bit immediately i was really i hope you guys liked the episode with lee last week it's pretty good pretty funny it's good to have my friend over sometimes and hit the uh, vape pen and talk a little ish i don't cuss um yeah, it was good. I I I, uh, I love Lee Kimberl. That dude's doing. Uh, you know what I really? He, I mean, he's doing. He's doing good shit. He's he's getting very very good at stand up comedy, as we all who are committed are. But uh, man, I'm I'm proud of uh, I'm proud of old Leon and what he's gotten up to in the last couple months. I realized though, uh, in the middle uh, of that or when that podcast was over, I was. I was sitting here stinking, and I was like, I better soap up. No, I was sitting here thinking, and I was like, you know what, dude? I didn't give a full, like, rundown of, like, you know, all the shit I did. All the shit I did in, in October, or September and October, um, and, uh, and you know, most of November. Because it was kind of just, a, it, you know, it was an episode of me and my friend just just cooking our damn geese and talking about god knows what and uh i was like man i didn't do i didn't do my rundown because i was talking to somebody i was talking to somebody about denver because when i went out to well colorado really because i went to fort collins and i did sam t you guys all heard this uh swap cast the chubby behemoth um sam talents podcast very good podcast with nathan lund and um so some of you guys actually might be here from Chubby Behemoth listening because I've noticed my listenership has gone up exponentially, which is that good? Doesn't matter. But I've noticed that it's gone up and I was like, dude, I need to I need to do a full rundown because I've never been out Colorado way. And I was like, man, I, I need to I need to uh, talk about that ish a little bit. So so th- this is kind of a rundown of uh, of the beginning of fall. Hello, I'm Trinity James. Um <laughs> welcome to fall and um because we're getting into the winty and uh papa's got dates coming up got a really important one coming up i'll talk about uh at in this episode but um yeah i was like man what i need to um damn i need to hear that theme song i feel like my rhythm's all fucking off dude but this this new computer and thank you to the to the big bricks in the house of rumble um and Castle Rumble, the big bricks, a couple cornerstones really threw down to get this uh, get this computer um, going. So, oh, 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 and Patreon. I figured out what I wanted to do for Patreon, and I put it on the Patreon. This isn't a shameless ploy, but I, dude, I'm so, 
I need to just change the password of the Patreon so I can put it on all my devices. But I but to, last night I or two nights a couple nights ago I put up a reaction video. If you know anything about me, Trinity James ran Barnaclo. I fucking love a reaction video. I especially love when people li- watch, watch something or listen to something they've they don't know about. I I don't really watch too many. Now, Captain Tugboat in the back of Go Banana showed me these two Canadian guys that react to, like, uh, um, videos of, like, relationshipy videos, like like a 90 Day Fiance clip. They'll react to that. And I'll, I'll watch those guys sometimes. But uh, besides wrestling and murder videos on my YouTube, I have just a couple people, like Mr. Video, this guy, he reacts to, uh, like, I, the guy never really watched movies or listened to quote unquote white people music and um so then he'll just listen to like black betty by ram jam and he's like freaking out and i fucking love shit like that and now now he started watching game of thrones and to say that i'm into it um is a fucking understatement i i wait for this guy to post new videos of him watching game of thrones um he just saw season one episode nine and he cried if you know what i'm talking about if you're not watching game of thrones i i hate to i hate to do this because i know a lot of people are like fuck it i'll spoil it but i'm not going to spoil it for you if you've never seen game of thrones season one episode nine is a wild ride and this man cried (laughs) cried said he couldn't do it anymore he's like i'm not doing this shit anymore it fucking ruled so uh i've been watching him and uh so in, in because that's my favorite shit, I was like, dude, why don't I'm a fucking comic? I, you know, I react. This whole podcast is a, generally a reaction. So I Googled, um, dude, I'm 38. I got, <laughs> I got on YouTube and I was like, how do you react? And a teen popped up and was like, it's it's so easy. I mean, honestly. This really, it really kind of blew my tits back when I when I went to it because I YouTube, I went on YouTube and I googled how do I make a reaction video, and this like young kid got on there. He might not even be a teen, and he literally explained the shit in seven minutes and twenty seconds. I mean, explained it to where I was like, he explained it so well that I didn't even have this this shit that he had like. I don't have a really good um I don't have a really good camera. Uh so I just I was like, well, I can just record it off Zoom on my front facing camera on my computer. That should be good enough. And I'll tell you what, the front facing camera on the my new my new computer on my MacBook looks good. Really good. It's like HD, ten eighty, HD, whatever. So it's like an HD camera on the front of my computer so i use that i I do need a ring light so the first one's a little dark it's a little shadowy but i will buy a ring light uh like an influencer i'll buy a ring light um i'll buy a ring light tomorrow because i'm gonna do because it's kind of easy i just set up i just said i just turned it on zoom i record myself meanwhile i screen record my ipad playing the video i'm currently watching and then i just put them in imovie and add them together it's pretty fucking easy so anyway i just explained it to you guys in uh two minutes so suck it kid on the internet or don't suck it kid on the internet but you know what i mean 
So, uh, so, uh, so I, I was, I just looked it up and so dude on Patreon reaction videos, I mean, fuck another episode of this. You're getting, you're getting this. Um, it's literally, I think my problem with Patreon was that I like, I would get on here and do an episode and then I would go, all right, I'm going to sit down and do another 25 minute episode. And I would be like, I just talked about every fucking thing I could possibly talk about on the regular free episode. And I'm changing the Patreon. I, so I might boot everybody out, uh, but I'm changing the Patreon to a uh, $2 tier. So um, I'm going to keep my other tiers and I totally understand. But to get people in, I'm going to do $2 Patreon. Uh, tears. So if you're listening to this and you were on the fence, it's literally $2 a month. It's 50 cents a week. Is that right? Probably not. It is. It's 50 cents a week to join the Rumble Lips Patreon at the $2 level. So all I'm saying is I know five bucks. Some people are like, motherfucker, we're in a pandemic. Ten bucks is like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I have a $20 tier for people that are just like, I, 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 I'm a brick, uh, take, take this money and live your life. And I, I always appreciate that. So I'm going to leave those tiers, but I'm also going to do a $2 tier, um, for people that just want to get in and just want to, we'll throw down $2. So just think about it. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, I'll give the guy fucking two bucks, go to patreon.com backslash rumble lips and uh sign up there and i'm gonna do that tonight so when this episode posts tomorrow that tier should already be up there yeah okay i've given myself a project that's fine so i've been so hyped coming coming back to go bananas and lee came on the podcast and i did the chubby behemoth one with sam the swap cast i was like man i need to um I really need to do, I really need to like get Rumble Lips back on track. But dude, I didn't even talk about Colorado. Yo, Colorado, get, I mean, get better food. That was my one issue. That was, that was number one. Okay, let's talk about this. Fucking driving, seeing mountains. Hit a tumbleweed in Sam's car. Sam let me borrow his uh, car and I just macked a tumbleweed on the highway turns out tumbleweed i don't even think are made out of sticks i think they're made out of the illusion of sticks because this thing exploded and it i I don't believe it even made a sound on the car it might have went whoosh but that was it i was like what the no wonder why they blow out of the ground they're like it's like hitting a big cotton ball it was it it was scary because i was driving at night into denver from where sam lives in fort collins and uh, i'm it's about an hour and 15 minute drive and i hit the highway am i talking fast and i hit the highway and um when i'm driving down the highway i thought a fucking what are them little white meemaw dogs them white them white dogs that all meemaws had they're all white little dogs they're they bark uh, they bark non-stop like like if a wind chime goes off and Meemaw's love wind chimes. And if a wind chime bucks up, those little white Meemaw dogs are like, and they don't have a particularly loud bark. They just have a nonstop incessant bark. And Meemaw's never even shrug. Meemaw's never tell their dogs to be quiet. 
Have we noticed the Meemaws and the quietness of the dogs? <laughs> Have you noticed Meemaws will never look at a dog and be like, will you shut up? That's a peepaw job. That's your peepaw. Your peepaw comes in in his hard, jagged out pants and he's like, shut the, shut the fuck up. And you're like, there he is. He's awake. He's been up since 3.30 a.m. and he's been mad the entire time. Get out of here, peepaw. Uh, I love when a peepaw gets fired up at a dog. Because um, the people will never hit a dog. People secretly love a dog. Never will hit. I need to open this this hydro flask. Notice how I dropped the name? It's because I got one. One of the one of the comics hooked me up. His parents sent him too many. Good problem to have. But these caps, they come on, and they still leak. Just ask the front seat of my car. Um, those Meemaw dogs, Bishon, is that a cookie? B- a a Bishon. Is it a Bushon or a Bishon? Either way, I hit a Bushon on the highway. I thought a tumbleweed was a Bishon running out on the highway. And I got scared. And then I murked it. I would have murked a Mimo dog. I would have fucking destroyed that thing. Dude, I mean puddled a Mimo dog. Because my Mimo, <laughs> my Mimo, uh, my most recent uh, dead Mimo. She uh she had one of them little one of them little Bichons. Is it a Bichon? It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. It's the dumbest sounding. I mean, it is the weakest name of a dog. Hi, this is my dog. It's a Bichon. It's like you expect a little piece of whipped cream with eyes to come in and be like <laughs> Also, my Mimo smoke, my Mimo and my people on my on my daddy's on my daddy's side. My Mimo and my people on my daddy's side, they smoked cigs like uh, like somebody was like, all right, well, these things can't kill you. That's <laughs> that's how they smoked cigs. And they ripped cigs, and their their little Bichons would have yellow tips. Their hair was yellow tips. These dogs, these dogs didn't bark. These dogs coughed at the wind chimes. These dogs were like, <laughs> they smoked so much cigs. Like a soap factory portion of cig smoke it, uh, on the homestead. And their dogs would just be like, what's up? And I loved how <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, for some reason, my Mimo and my people thought it would be good to get everybody in the family a dog, a golden retriever. They were like, hey, you guys get what we get. And the family was like, please, no. And they were like, nope, there's seven kids and we bought my my mom my mommy and my daddy <laughs> i'm going back to calling my mom my mommy i think it's really funny so my mommy uh she was like no we already got a dog we're not getting a fucking golden retriever and me and my me and my little me and my little brother were like okay cool fine whatever we like our dog so a couple families didn't get the golden retrievers but like five of them did and everybody on that side of the family was like hey cigarettes fucking rule we love them. It was like cig houses. Um, you would go, you would, dude, me, there was so much cigs in the home that when me and my little brother would go over to that side of the family for Christmas, I mean, we would like be physically tired. There was so much cig smoke in the air, so much secondhand smoke as a boy that like you would leave your Mimo's house and you'd be like, can we go back about an hour later? 
<laughs> like after you just ate, you're like, I need to go back over there and smell the inside of the house. Like you were just getting addicted because there was so much cigs. Um, you'd come out of there with like sore throats and shit. You'd be like, golly, that house is what I mean. You, my mom would just be like, yeah, leave your clothes in the garage. Cause you just, you kids smell, smell like human cigarettes. So, um, yeah, they gave them all golden retrievers, uh, which rules, <laughs> which rules. Uh, and everybody in sig houses were like, we don't understand it. We think the breeding was bad because all of our golden retrievers have tumors. <laughs> it's like, no, motherfucker. Everybody in this house smokes Paul Malls. That's, <laughs> that's why your dogs are fucking tombed out, dude. Because you're because ever since they were six week old, you guys have been freight train blowing in these things snouts. That's why it wasn't bad breeding. It's because it turns out dogs don't like being in Sig House. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> Our dogs have tumors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would know they never took them to dog parks, but you would just know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, yeah, this, this your dog at seven, your golden retriever at six or seven years old just was getting just tombed out. You know why? Because you've smoked in its face for six calendar years. You always knew the ones that were like, the ones that weren't going to go, <laughs> weren't going to make it by the, by the, by the auntie or unky that Hacked butts 24-7. Not a week off. I mean, we're talking about people in my family that are like, I am, I am, I, I, the, last week I was so fucking sick. And you're like, oh man, what was wrong with you? And they're like, man, I had a, I had a crazy flu. And you're like, damn, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I had a crazy flu. And I, I, uh, I, I had to like, I had to just like, drink a lot of water i mean i couldn't go to work so i had to send your aunt out to get a carton of cigarettes <laughs> you're like dude you're not sick bro you're not fucking sick if you could smoke through it dude when i smoked cigs because i came from cig houses so of course i was gonna smoke cigs i mean of course dude the instant i was like Oh, like you guys don't, you guys didn't grow up with people ripping cigarettes in your face? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to go outside and rip a cig. I'd just be banging darts, at, you know, all the time. And I remember there was times where like, if I had the inkling of a cold, I knew I was really sick if I couldn't rip a dart outside. I knew I was really sick. I'm like, oh man, I'm sick. I don't even feel like I don't even feel like smoking a cig. <laughs> These motherfuckers would just hack butts mid illness. They're just like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so crazy. Why are our dogs sick? I don't know. Why is the aquarium water smoking? You know what I mean? They had fish. They'd be like, there's algae. They're like, nah, that's uh. Pete Paul smokes his cigs next to the discus tank. 
That's on the outside, brother. <laughs> so crazy. It's amazing that none of my family members are like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's fucking amazing to me. Not, not one of them's like, mm, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, snorted. So anyway, I was in Colorado. <laughs> I was in Colorado. I murked the tumbleweed. And um, so that's the thing I've been doing when I'm on the road now lately is like uh, I'll, I'm starting to do the thing that headliners and not saying I'm like in this pantheon at all because I, I don't want to put that impression off. But I, uh, I, I, I've been doing this thing where I've been going when I go out on the road because I'm not really a partier. I, I tend to dude. I don't know if it's just because. I'm old or I'm a bitch, but uh, I've been doing this thing where I don't want to. Dude, hold on. I I have to take this. I have to take this fleece off. I'm like burning up. Damn. Damn. I was getting hot and I was like, man, this is giving me flashbacks to Sig House, dude. So, um, yeah, I, I've been doing this thing and I, I don't know if it's just like, uh, I don't know if it's because I'm like old and I, I don't really, I don't really rage. I don't party at all, but I, I go to a lot of places with like legal weed so i'll uh, and now that you know i'm fully vaxxed and i'll wear a mask and i'll walk around i've been going to like little diners and just like or like their food spots and um that's what i like to do during the day if i have a day to myself i'll like go walk around a little town or wherever i'm at and um i i've been doing that and and dude i'm not being a homer here okay but the midwest when it comes to like Walking around these little Midwest places that I'll go and getting food. I mean, besides Cincinnati, because I know the good spots, but like, but like even Cleveland, even uh, like Detroit, dude, Detroit. I didn't even really talk about Detroit on here. So I was in Detroit. I was headlining the independent comedy club, which what a sick fucking club. It's the sickest. And um, had some people that heard uh, well, I can just say it. I had some people that heard Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen drop my name on their podcast, which if you're not listening to their podcast, Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen's is called Middle of Somewhere. Um, I'm on it next week. It comes out on Monday. That's a little that's a little secret, but I'm on it next week. So if you're if you're listening to this a back episode and you you came here from middle of somewhere, thank you for coming. This is this was a preemptive thank you. Um, if not, well, great. But they, but they 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 have a great podcast called Middle of Somewhere, and um, it comes out every Monday. They're way more consistent than me. And um, Chad Daniels is as has done a lot for me and is one of my favorite stand up comedians and is also my friend. So he. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought because I was like, what, what the fuck was I talking about with Chad? See, this, this is not the benefit of doing a podcast by yourself. I did a plug for his podcast, and I just totally forgot what I was saying. Now everybody's yelling. I can't rewind this thing because I don't know how. Do, rewind. That's what I said. Uh-oh. You're 38. I um. But either way, when Chad would take me on the road, we would go We would go out to eat and go to, go to places like that, right? So, so... I get to go to some newer places. 
Oh, the, I was at the Independent, and the people who listen to Chad's podcast, some of them came to my shows, and and they said they'd listen to this podcast. So hey, I I spaced on your names, but the lady and the paint salesman you were with, thank you for coming. Um, you guys ruled. So uh, Detroit had the best, and and the Independent is in Hamtramck, um, in Detroit, and dude. It had the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. It was crazy. It might have been because I was very drunk, but it was, It. I don't think so. They had like black garlic salsa in this crummy old Mexican restaurant. Like, I think this son bought it from his parents because there was like family photos on the wall. He was in them, but the parents weren't there because it was like two in the morning. I was like, dude, this is sick. Uh, maybe they let him do whatever they want after hours or whatever. But he, I, it was the best Mexican food I've ever had. And I forget the name of the place. Mike Cronin knows because he lives up there. So Detroit's food was slamming ass. And let me tell you something. For being the place where the automobile uh, began, the roads are fucking stupid and no one knows how to drive. It's almost like people were like, oh, yeah, we created the car, so we're better than you. I don't know why or how people drive like this. They, I mean, they drive insane. They drive fucking crazy. It was blowing my mind how I was watching these people drive. I mean, just no-look merges and these weird U-turn lanes on, like, highways that aren't highways. It's the, it's the weirdest shit in the world. Um, but also, Detroit fucking rules. If... if Somebody is going to be like, that's like a shitty American city. They've never fucking been there because Detroit is in my. I don't really know about the comedy scene. I've only seen like shows that I've done and not a lot of not a lot of comics hang out, um, I guess, or they have their own shows that they're on. But um, shout out to my Detroit people like Johanna Miranda and Connor Mead and uh Brett Hiker, and um, wait, I said his name wrong. Um, that's not his last name. What's his fucking name? I love the dude. I don't know why Brett Hiker popped into my mind. He's a New York comic who I like. Um, Brett Mercer. I, I, I love that dude. And everybody at the Independent, if EJ, everybody fucking rules over there. The Independent fucking rules. So I, I um, it's such a sick room. It's like perfect for stand-up. It's so sick. So, um, I was in Detroit and it was like rainy. I don't know. There's something about Detroit feels like it should have like a, like it should have like a big, it should be on the, like, it feels like it's like an East coast city or something. I don't know. I, I loved it. And, and I can't really say enough about Detroit and all the food there rips, all the food there fucking rules. It's great. Uh, it's great. I got to stop saying shit is crazy. Um, and so so after after I got back from Detroit, I was home for like four days and then I was flying out to Colorado and I flew into Denver. And when I was in when I flew into Denver, first of all, I'm such a I'm so I don't know. I don't know what it is about me. The most nervous thing I had was the altitude. I was like, am I going to get sick? And so for the first three, three days of my nine days, 10 days out there, I was like, I'm going to get sick. And, um, and, uh, I didn't, I drank a lot of Wawa and I kept acting. So I, I can never sleep on planes and we take it, we take off out of Cincinnati 
And dude, immediately I'm asleep. Or I'm starting to like fall asleep. I'm like, all right, I'm getting tired. So I go down, I fall asleep. I wake up like 20 minutes before we land. We land in, in Denver. I get out. Now, Sam, I'm staying at Sam Talent's house in Fort Collins, which is like an hour and 15 minutes from Denver, like I said. So I'm like figuring out a shuttle. And then there were these two cool, like young mountain boys that I saw standing out there. And I said, excuse me, uh, snow-capped daddies. I said, uh, how the hell do I get to Fort Collins? And they go, brother, we're going to Fort Collins. And I said, are you shitting me, young Jesuits? And they said, we are not. So I noticed they were both reading the book Dune. They had come back from a weed extract convention in Northern California. And these boys were telling me all about the, they work at a dispensary. And they both were the cool, they were both fucking cool. We got on the shuttle together. The shuttle man was nice enough to let me make a reservation over the phone. I get on the shuttle. I'm talking with my boys, my mountain men, my, my fort, my, my, my fort boys. Um, and I fell asleep immediately. A lot of trust, a lot of trust. Cause this is where you hear about a traveler getting like, you know, robbed, but no, these boys were asleep too. We all took a, a gentleman siesta right there on the, on the, uh, on the bus back to Fort Collins. We get there. Then I, I hit up the, I hit up the, the driver. When I get up, I say, Hey, this is the street I'm going to. It's Sam T's address. I go, this is the street I'm going to. How far is it? And the guy goes, ah, that's like three miles away. I'm like, dude, sick. I was like, can I just take an Uber? And he's like, yeah, because the bus was going to take me, right? So I'm like, can I just take an Uber? He's like, yeah, no problem. So I get out of the car. The bus drives away. I call an Uber. This fucker lied to me. Oh, no. That's what I asked the bus driver. I go, can I walk there? And the dude goes, yeah, you can walk there. It's like a two-mile walk. And I was like, dude, fuck it. I'll hoof it. I'll look around. I'll see a mountain off the side of the road. I just took a gentleman's nap, so I'll I'll walk down to uh, I'll walk down to Sam T's place. Turns out, fifteen miles away. I had to call an Uber, forty dollar Uber after a fifty dollar uh, bus ride. I'm like, dude, I'm already ninety into this trip. So get the Uber, get to Sam's place immediately. His his uh. Shout out to Emily, Sam's wife. You fucking rule. She she was like, "Hey, make yourself at home." I met her for two seconds. Their dog is a is one of those memo dogs with the with the brown eyelids, with the brown the gook eyes, the 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 with the gunk. Not 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 what what you think I just said. With the gook in their eyes, the the gunky gooky uh the tear duck brownness, the Bichon. So they got a Bashan, and that that thing's jamming around. Gordy, he was great. He had fish mouth, but he was fucking great. And so I immediately fall asleep on their love seat again. I don't know why. I was just like, well, I'll wait for Sam. Sam gets home. We have a good time. We ate pizza buckets, which I don't know what that was. We eat pizza buckets, which, you know, whatever. And um, <laughs> we're, we're, having a, we're having a good old time. And then I walked around, and all the food there is what I got to say. Sam gave me a fake Rolex, and I got a link taken out of it. It, it, it was a great trip. And shout out to the Denver Comedy Lounge. Ben Kronberg put me on a show. The first night I'm, in, I'm there, 
we just hung out, watched football. Sam tried to watch Dune at max volume, and I woke up every time there was a bong wong wong sound, which is every 12 seconds. And so, um, so the next night, Sam's like, I got you a show. It's down there on Colfax. It's in Denver. Take my car. Uh, Merc, an organic Bichon, which I did. A weed, a weed dog, a dog made out of weeds. Um, and uh, I, drive, I drive down to, to, to downtown Denver. I'm, I park the car. I go into the venue. It's this wild-ass bar. Uh, it's this wild-ass bar. And um, it was uh, one of the worst shows I've ever done. Because, because it was almost like people were like, let's get as drunk as we possibly can and yell during a comedy show. Um, and that's what it was. And uh, hey, I've done motor riders night enough in my life to know how to navigate that situation. So I did all right. They had me close it out. I'm like, why? But I did all right. It was fine. Um, I got off the stage and I drove back to Fort Collins and then uh, hung out with Sammy. And then the next night I was at Denver Comedy Works, which, you know, that's like a highly, that's like a highly touted club. I was at Denver Comedy Works and then I had another spot at some sake brewery, no, some cider brewery. So cidery, I think is what they called it. So I get on the list to do Denver Comedy Works. I, go, I walk out on stage, great stage, amazing fucking room. The, ro the room is like set up really cool. It was set up different than what you think. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Some people are sports people. Some people, some people are, some people like to, some people like to dance. <laughs> no, I don't know. Some people like to, you know, you, you conventionalize things. And I've only seen videos of Denver Comedy Works. I'd never, I'd never seen like the, I'd never like been there. So I walk in, you're in the, you're in this little weird stone hallway with all the comics um and uh i got five minutes um some people got three some people got weird i i didn't know understand all the spots but they told me hey you're doing a five minute spot and i said well okay um i went up i had a good time and then i had to run immediately i, I would have liked to have hung but i had to run immediately and um go to the cidery place which was a fun show it was super fun but as soon as i walked in um they were bringing me up on stage. So, and that was fun. And then I hung and then I drove back to Fort Collins. And so that's two nights that I've driven down to Denver and back. I'm like, dude, fuck. So, but the next night I was at the, the comedy fort in Fort Collins and dude. Okay. I'd seen a lot of my, my, like, you know, I do riff city with Dave Waite, and, um, I saw his footage from the comedy fort I've seen other people's clips from the Comedy Fort. I've seen a lot of shit with the Comedy Fort. And I was very psyched to go to the Fort. And let me tell you something. It really did not disappoint in any way. It's fucking cool. Shout out to D-Rod and Dylan that, 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 and Tobias that gave me the tour. Tobias, Tobias, is this guy Toby Tobias... This motherfucker is walking around like the ghost of the fort. The man is alive. And he's like, yeah, I built this. And we hung this curtain. And 
this is the only accordion you'll ever see in this place and and here's the bar and you want a coffee this guy fucking ruled and then he went up and he fucking he he was funny it's very it's very rare that somebody somebody that is like the character of the place is funny um but this this guy was funny he did great and um it was a great time all the comics that place is super fucking welcoming that's a comedy club that it it's a comedy club owned by an actual comic an active comic not a former comic not somebody that's half in half out this motherfucker is a comedian so he's like he knows what's good he's like seen enough shitty comedy clubs and been fucked over enough by enough clubs that this this dude knows David Rodriguez he knows how to make it cool and feel good for an out-of-town road comic or something so it was super welcoming it it ruled and Sam and his wife Emily they came they came to the show because I was closing it out and that kind of actually made me a little nervous because Sam's the best comedian so I was a little, I was a little, I was like, Ooh, fuck. but I didn't bomb. You know, I, I, I had a good set. I had fun and, um, it was great. It's great. The comedy fort. I cannot, if you're ever out that way, if you're ever out in nor I believe it's Northern Colorado in Fort Collins on a weekend. And you're like, I want to catch a show. Go to the comedy fort, go to the comedy fort. It rules for the audience. It rules for the comics. That place is. That place is sick. I, I I will I will fully represent f- for the comedy fort. I think it's one of the best clubs, and so that was great. And then I have to bid Sam Samuel. I had the the next night. I was done. I was off. I didn't have a show. So me and Sam hung tough with his papa, uh, Papa T. Uh, I I love Papa T. I got to meet Papa T. He rules, and. Um, we all went out to we all went out to a uh, little uh, gentleman's breakfast, and then we, I Sam takes me down to Denver, and uh, I'm in a hotel. I'm in a hotel in downtown Denver now. Now it's just me by myself to my own devices. Which, if you want to know what my devices is, it's going to sleep at a reasonable hour so I can eat hotel breakfast in my hotel room bed and smear egg on the comforter on accident. And then worry about incidentals and if Ben Cronberg will be mad at you because you got egg on the blanket. Not remembering that people have literally walked into that hotel room and 60 90 each other so hard that they've pooped in that bed. And it doesn't, it doesn't even matter what, what, I, what I did with an egg in there. So... Me in a hotel room, I just I don't even take anything out of my suitcase. My suitcase just lays open on the little uh, couch bed. Uh, the only thing I lay around are my many. You know, my mother's always told me about this. Uh, Barbie B's always told me about this, um, that I have little scraps of paper everywhere. And I'm always like, what the fuck are you talking about? But let me tell you something. I have little scraps of paper everywhere. I don't know why I have so many scraps of paper, and I don't know where I've gotten so many pennies. But I've left probably $2,000 worth of pennies in hotel rooms around this country. Um, I don't know why I get so many pennies and why they fall out of my pockets. Probably because I sleep in my jeans a lot. (laughs) Because I just, I just, I won't do it. I just will not do it. So anyway, I sleep in my jeans and I watch my iPad. I never turn on a hotel room TV. And um, 
Then I did the shows at the Comedy Lounge. And the Comedy Lounge fucking rules as well. Man, Colorado stand-up is pretty fucking fun. Because the Comedy Lounge is in an old sake distillery that has a, 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 sake, a sake. Is it sake? I'll say it like that. Sade, sake, jack a. It's got a sade. It's got a sade bar out front. So you go out there and you get your sake. And then if people bought tickets, they can come. And it you, initially when you walk back there, you're like, this is fucking weird. And the green room's just like a little uh, shower curtain hung up behind but he's got Kronberg's got the full setup dude full like dope soundboard and like the iPads playing good music and the lighting's good you know why because Ben Kronberg is a fucking good stand-up comic that's why that's why the dude traveled around the country he knows what he needed to make the club cool and what to what lighting to use and all the fucking shit and he did it and hey the Denver Comedy Lounge, if you're ever in Denver and you want to go watch a comedy show on a weekend, just go to the Denver Comedy Lounge. It's in a sick part of town where you can walk uh, to a Mexican food truck or across to a 7-Eleven that is an active crime scene. And then and then it's the strip that the Denver Comedy Lounge is on, like the sake, the sake bar it's in. It, the strip is like, dude, it's bumping. It's bumping. There's like... There's like young people flying around on lime scooters. Everybody's laughing. Nobody's ever been ugly. Bunch of fucking whites. I think I nailed down why the food is fucking poop there. White city. The only the only black people I got to hang out with were comics. And I was like, dude, why are, what's up with all the whites? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, it's too many whites. So anyway, there, it's a ton of whites out there. And um, they're all riding lime scooters. They're not afraid of anything. Um, and, uh, I had the best time at the lounge. I heard it was like, people were like, oh, it's really, you know, it's kind of, it can be really rough, you know, but I'm like any place can be. And, and the first show was a little, a little rough and I, and I did 45 and I didn't have that much fun really. And I was like, man, if this is indicative, cause I've done a lot, I've done a, some, not a lot, but I've done some headline, uh, gigs where I'll, like it's in a real touristy bar or a club and you're like man if it was just people that a actually wanted to be here not people that are like we'll go to the comedy show because we're in town and when you stay in a city that's the type of thing you do if it was actual comedy fans this room um but the rest of the shows were that and it was great and then while i'm in fucking downtown denver Guess who's in town? My boy Max Fine and my boy Michael Rowland. Michael Rowland and Max Fine in town. And they're at the Comedy Lounge that weekend. So they're like, so they do it like a showcase show where people do five to seven minute spots and then there's a headliner. And I was the headliner that weekend. And Max Fine and Michael Rowland were doing the five to seven minute spot. They both did seven, you know, ten or something like that. And dude, so fun. Got to hang out with with my boys from New York on the road. That's like some old school. We were talking about this, but that's like some old school stand up shit where somebody's like, you know, we met on the road and we da 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 da. It's it's very rare now to run into some of the people you were like coming up with on the road. 
no, I didn't come up with Roland, but I came up with Max, and like, you know, it's it, it's cool. It was very cool. It felt it felt pretty surreal to go to lunch with your buddy who lives, you know, in an, in another state, and you from you, but you guys are in another state together. It was and you didn't book it together. It was sick. It was very fun happenstance. I hung out with Max and Michael, and then. I, I went back to my hotel and then the next night I was getting booted from my hotel, but I was there one day for one more day. I don't know why I did it this way. <laughs> so I, I slept, I slept in Max and Mike's air Airbnb. Hey, shout out Lizzie Wolfson because she, she has an Airbnb attached to her own home. That's like got a separate entrance and everything. And it's probably one of the nicest Airbnbs I've ever seen. And Lizzie Wolfson's funny, and Lizzie Wolfson's dope. Shout out Lizzie Wolfson. She's a very, uh, she's a very funny and good co- uh, person. She's a very funny comic and good person in Denver, Colorado. If you ever see you're out some, if you're one of the lippies and you've traveled somewhere um, in that area, or you just see her name like on a poster because you do follow comedy because you like this podcast, go watch Lizzie Wolfson. She fucking rules. Um, she took us to a sick ass vintage store. We went and got coffee with the Crone Man. It was great. It was everything was great. I said the Crone Man, not Cronin. He wasn't around. By the way, listen to me and Mike Cronin's uh, podcast. Season two of Mister Cheeks has has dropped. It's me and Mike Cronin's character podcast. Um, that's out everywhere you get podcasts. So season two is uh, ripping and roaring. So you can go. You can go download, download. You can go just play that on uh, your smartphone <laughs> or tablet. Um, yeah, you can go listen to uh, Mr. Cheeks. That's out. Um, oh, wait. Let me tell you the final thing. What the fuck? I've done 45 minutes. Is everybody mad at me? I got to pause this to get my jo- my book, my uh, dates. <laughs> Dude, I was just talking into uh, I was just talking into nothing. I was seriously talking into uh I had the I had it paused and I picked up the microphone. I was like, So anyway, <laughs> is everybody mad at me that this podcast is almost fifty minutes long? It's almost an hour long. Is everybody mad? Please don't be mad. I'm sorry. I just had a lot to get off my chest. Um <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just gave you guys the rundown, which might have been boring. Ah, I'm doing that thing where I where I don't do a podcast so i'm second guessing it it was funny i said some shit i ran motor mouth for 48 straight minutes which is pretty incredible um okay so here are my dates there's a special one in here so december 10th and 11th if i have any listeners in nashville tennessee i am at the triple (laughs) um I am at the Triple Dipple. What is it called? I was tagged. I was tagged within a post. Here it is. I am at the Third Coast Comedy Club, December 10th and 11th, 2021, the year of our Lord. It's at 10.30 p.m. The doors are at 9.30. That's both nights, December 10th and 11th, and it's $10. Teeble. Teeble. I mean... No wonder why nobody comes to my fucking shows. Table seating is $16, but it's $10 to get in. Table seating's $16. Where's my water? So that, yeah, Nashville. I'm heading back down there. I'm immediately going to Tower. I'm immediately getting a Tower burrito 
uh, and I'm bringing a uh, one of the young, the new Cincinnati young bucks with me. I'm bringing Spencer Demolke. He gave me this hydro flask. Shout out to the Demolke man. The Demolke man prophecies. Um, let me see here. My next date is. Whoa, this chair is weird. My next date is December 17th and 18th. I am headlining the Planet of the Tapes, baby, in Louisville, Kentucky. I never know how to say it right. In Louisville, Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, I'm headlining Planet of the Tapes. I am so fucking psyched to finally do Planet of the Tapes. It's one of the only weekends he had left available of the year. I booked this months ago. I'm so psyched. It's coming up. I can't fucking wait. Planet of the Tapes with me. Feature act. Blake Hammond, dude. Woo! If you guys don't know about Blake, yeah, that's my boy. Blake is my damn boy. And I'm telling you, I always have fun with the old Blakey. Old shaky Blakey. I don't know why I called him that, but I love him. So Blake my feach, me, the headliner, Planet of the Tapes, Louisville, oh. December 17th and 18th. Get up and slap your butt cheeks for that. What a fun week. I cannot wait. Then, these are some important ones. I'm just going to give you all December because God knows when I'll drop another one. I'm just kidding. I- I'll be better about it. Then, Indianites. Indianans, Indianans, people that live in Indiana. Do you live in Fort Wayne? Pretty far out there. Do you listen to this podcast, Fort Wayne, Indiana? Well, guess what? I'm coming to the new Fort Wayne Comedy Club. I I don't remember what it's called. Summit City? Something like that. I'm pretty close. But I'll be there December 23rd featuring four... Mike Cronin, baby, at that new club. Come on, dude. These are the big ones. These are the big ones, and, I, and I'm going to announce them again and again and again and again. But these are the, this is the initial announcement. After the Fort Wayne show, the very next night, Friday, Christmas Eve, I am closing out Dennis Piper's sh- uh, weekend. I'm closing out either the first or the second show. I need to ask Pipe Dog. But I'm closing it out at Go Bananas Comedy Club. My favorite place in the world. Closing out Piper show. He asked me. I was honored. I love Dennis Piper. He's he's asking some of his uh, comics that he likes if they uh, want to do spots. And he and he asked me if I would do the honors and close out his Christmas Eve show. But that's not it. Because I know Christmas Eve is a rough one. And I know people people probably don't go out in droves on Christmas Eve. So don't worry. Because the most important, the most important night of stand-up comedy for me is amongst us, and that is Christmas night, not the twenty-fourth, Christmas Day, December twenty-fifth, the evening at eight p.m. For the first time in my comedy career, if that's what you call it. I am headlining Go Bananas. Headlining my home club, dude. What a gift. What the gift that keeps on giving. 
I'm headlining Go Bananas for my first time on Christmas night. My favorite holiday in my favorite place, Ranta Claus coming to town. And I have um, I have Ranta's little helpers coming with me. Lee Kimbrell's going to host. He wanted, he wanted to host. I was like, why don't you do a longer spot? He's like, I want to host it. I said, all right, let's go. So one of my best friends in this human world is hosting the show. I got Nick Taylor from Dayton, who's in town for his family for Christmas. He's going to come to a spot. And there are other special guests that will be on my show that I'm headlining at my home club, Go Bananas Comedy Club, on Christmas night. What an honor. So get tickets. Get tickets. Sometimes, you know, people people on Christmas, you know, you do Christmas. Most people do Christmas Eve. And then some people do Christmas morning. And, you know, you do Christmas morning and you kind of sit around, you hang out, you eat. But come five, six o'clock, you're like, dude, I'm fucking bored, dude. I know a lot of people's families go see movies. I know a lot of people's uh, families, you know, a lot of people want to get away from their family because you've been with them for a couple days and you're like, dude, I, I want to go get a drink somewhere. Come to Go Bananas, 8 p.m., five bucks. Bring me a gift. <laughs> Bring me a gift. Okay? Bring Ranta a gift. How about a little change of pace? And it's going to be holiday appropriate. I might say some of the workers, if not all, nay, all, are going to be dressed up like elves. I may even be wearing a Santa something. But I will be. Not to give away the surprise, but I will Ranta will be Ranta will be there. And I'm headlining for my first time at my home club and I'm and I'm very excited. I'm very 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 excited. I mean, I've closed out proams and I've done little closeout spots, but I've never uh headlined Go Bananas and I'm I'm very I'm very honored and it's it uh actually when I when we when we locked it in if in full transparency might have leaked a tear in my bed the next morning. Might have leaked one. Might have been like, "Wow, dude, cuz I remember I remember being a, a new comic and being afraid of go bananas literally sitting in the back being like how the fuck do they go up here i'll go up at a bar but i am not going up here and then being so nervous the first time i ever did go bananas i have the video of it i keep like doing a thing with my lips i keep clicking my lip i'm like afraid and it's the first time i i ever did go bananas and uh, you could tell I was nervous. Did pretty well though, but you could tell I was nervous. So, so putting putting in, I was being I was being shitty. I don't really believe that I did pretty well. I was so new, and I can tell. Um, but I but I put put the date in, and I was like, man, that's fucking crazy. So I'm honored, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to do this show. I know I got some people coming out. But if you're in Cincinnati, listen to how I talk through that. But if you're in Cincinnati and you're bored on Christmas night at 8 p.m. at the world-famous Go Bananas Comedy Club, renowned, world-renowned um, Go Bananas Comedy Club in beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, $5 tickets, or did I do 10 I might have done 10 Oh, well, either way, 10 bucks, dude. Who cares? Spend some of that Christmas cash on Ranta. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's it. Hey, get in the Patreon, new $2 tier. So if you were on the fence because you heard I might not be that uh, consistent on Patreon, well, guess what? I'm putting up reaction videos now, which are consistent. Also, DM Rumble Lips on Instagram, at Rumble Lips. I believe it might even just be at Rumble Lips, but it might be at Rumble Lips Pod. Let me check. I'm bad at everything. At Rumble Lips, R-U-M-B-L-E. L-I-P-S. Didn't know how to spell my own shit. D- um, gum to Rumble Lips. Gum to Rumble Lips. Gum, gum a Rumble Lips. Um, yeah. Go to Rumble Lips. DM me. DM me uh, what you want me to react to. Um, your favorite videos, stuff on YouTube. I will only be taking submissions from people that are signed up to the Patreon. So, give me two bucks. Give me two bucks a month if you want it, if you want a submission. And I will do your submission because, you know, I'm really liking doing these reaction videos. I think I'm getting pretty good at them. So, and I've only done one. I don't know. Get, get in the Patreon. Two bucks now or any tier you want. I'll keep the five and the ten and the twenty dollar tier up if you want to give more. But if you, you don't have to, but if you want access to the Patreon, to the reaction videos, two bucks dude all right well i just did almost a fucking minute like my name's jim rogan all right well god bless america winter is here cannot wait for Christmas time ho 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 ho